1: Hello and thanks very much for tuning into this week's episode of Hudders and Stout. We've done it. We've played the long game. We've made it to the end of the regular season. As Scott Hansen bids us adieu, we uh, we now look forward to the the meat of the season, which is the playoffs. Delighted to be joined by a desolate, uh, Rocky. How are you, my fine sir?
2: Life is pain at the moment, Sasquatch. Life is pain
1: without the S. Yep. Um, but look, we wouldn't be uh, we'd be lacking in journalistic integrity if we didn't jump on, especially given the various talking points around the league. We're gonna for this week anyway, we're gonna stick with the Droid interested formulae. Uh we may mix it up from next weekend, next week on. Uh, but that involves us being far more professional than we normally are. Um, we will kick off with around the ground. Into our fourth and goal. For the final time from the regular season anyway. And then we'll quickly preview the super wildcard weekend. Which is quickly approaching um, us now. So I'm going to kick it off as always with a stat. uh, That kind of highlights my detriment uh, over the past few weeks. So it's a Sasquatch stat. You may tune into this podcast because you're a fan of National Football League, but I myself, if you've listened to anything else on the network, I'm a fan of a multitude of sports, uh, and I have put up an infographic on Twitter if you want to actually laugh at me. Uh, that's Sasquatch Soup Scoop on Twitter, and as a fan of multiple teams, the Sasquatch has has experienced just 13 wins since the 1st of December. Ten of those 13 wins belong to the New York Knicks. It's been a desolate, desolate December.
2: That's some dry patch.
1: Yeah, it's. it, it reminds me of uh, my sexual exploits years 1 to 16. Um, but look at you but, now. <laughs> equally as poor. Um, <laughs> thank God my partner doesn't listen to this. Um moving on to fourth and goal and we kick in straight through rocky i would be absolutely honored if you would take the lead
2: okay um yep so obviously we've we finished up the 2023 regular season and some teams won't be happy with how they've their season has gone so some of the following teams are going to be teams with quarterback questions going into the offseason and I'm just going to ask you maybe just a, a brief comment or two on each of the teams, sort of what your outlook is on, on each of them. Uh, the Tennessee Titans obviously had Will Levis starting for a good portion of the season. It looks likely that Ryan Tannehill won't be retained. So what do you think? Will they stick with Levis? They'll probably bring in a new backup. But what's your what's your opinion on a Levis-led Tennessee?
1: I think they'll probably hold on to both Levis and, and, and Willis. Yeah, Malik Willis. The bigger issue for Tennessee, and I don't know if you've seen the kind of footage at the end of the game, is like obviously Derrick Henry seemed to be fairly mm. open about kind of him moving on.
2: It was a good um, moment, I thought.
1: So it's a big restructure, and and we've talked about kind of our adoration for Mike Vrabel. Um, he may look to move on. I don't know. Is he someone who wants to stick around for a rebuild either? Because he he kind of would have a good name in the league, and and there's. Years where you where you have a good name, you kind of need to capitalize, and he may not want to stick in Tennessee much longer. I like Will Levis. I think he's got a lot of the intangibles, um, from what I've seen. I there's definitely massive, massive areas for improvement, but there's a lot to like about Will Levis.
2: Yeah, um, just to to go briefly touch briefly on the Mike I thing. I think there's rarely smoke without fire. I'm sure the rumours circulate, nothing ever comes Mm -hmm. off them, but there's been a sustained um, barrage of reports that Mike Vrabel is open to moving, that the Titans front office is open to to moving him. So that would be interesting. Um, I'd be interested to see where he goes, be it Mm. New England or somewhere else. Um, Moving on to the Vikings, obviously Kirk is, I think, out of contract now. They've got um, uh, we we were talking about nothing else but Josh Dobbs early in the season, but he is not, as it turns out, uh, a long term um s- a solution. J- Jaron Hall, I think that's their rookie. I think he's mm-hmm. had limited play, and he, again, he's he's not the type of person you say, "Yep, that's that's what we're going to be building oh, yeah, around yeah. or comfortable with."
1: The key thing for me for the Vikings, and I'm I'm not the best person to talk contracts and stuff like that. Like, if they have the ability to potentially franchise Kirk Cousins, um, I they kind of go in.
2: I think they, Kirk Cousins has a clause in his contract that he can't be franchised this okay. year. So, that I don't yeah. even think that's an option.
1: I think worst case scenario for the Vikings next season, they have Kirk Cousins on their centre. They offer him like a one to two year contract extension um but they also have the ability to move they get a suitable free agent uh, it's the least clear path really of any of the teams you've listed to be fair but they have a good roster outside of that as evidenced by kind of their record without their starting quarterback or their QB number 1
2: yeah i think um as well Justin Jefferson was asked whether they he thought they could go to the Super Bowl with their current roster or, or while he's on this team. And he says, as long as I'm on this team, we have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So as you say, at the moment, there might be a little bit of stairs and scrubs, but they do have good good players they can build around there, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, moving on to the Falcons. Um, we'll talk a little bit about this later on. In fact, that's the timer, so we'll speed through this. The Falcon, we'll, In fact, we'll come back to the Falcons um, in a little bit. The Patriots... That's a complete rebuild That's a complete rebuild I think Mac Jones Who started the season And played much of it Was quarterback three On Sunday um, The Broncos Russell Wilson out uh, No draft capital No yeah. cap space For the Broncos Like that massive. is an, uh, That's an ugly situation
1: That's a mess There's a massive Dead cap salary hit Regard Like there was a reason Why they benched him When they benched him And, and still it's a It's an absolute nightmare.
2: Um, and then maybe finally the Raiders. Um, like the head coach is still up in the air at the moment. Um, I I don't think Jimmy G is going to be there. Aidan O'Connell, I don't think. Um.
1: (coughs) Yeah, I, I I think Antonio Pierce is probably the key piece. I I actually think he's he's done enough to warrant his job there next season. Um, the quarterback qb1 um is is a different story i don't know who who that is again it's quite an unclear path to who's starting on the center week one
2: yeah um so there's there's a lot of teams there that are in potentially desperate need some more than others in that list um but that's it's i think that churning is is always good for the the off season. we could see a Sort of a different landscape in the NFL next year.
1: Mm, absolutely, and look, the situation in Chicago is is it's it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of offers offered for Justin Fields one way or the other. Whether the Bears want to move with him or mm. move off him, there's gonna be a lot of teams who are gonna test their hand regardless. And I think said it before. I think. He's not perfect, Justin Fields, but if he landed in Atlanta, aside we kind of jumped across because we're coming back to them, I really think he could make it work, given the young talent they have in that offence. But that's just me.
2: Yeah, Um, I I didn't mention the Bears myself because they're in the driving seat in the draft to to potentially mm -hmm. address that. But you're right, they they do have that question whether they want to stick with them or not. Um, And I was on the Justin fields train but a lot of the rhetoric after last night's mm. debacle kerfuffle and um, whatever other yiddish you want to use here it, it wasn't good
1: yeah yeah it's a, kind of in a similar stance myself um moving on most painful question we're going to bring up so don't be surprised if this falls short of the allotted of time but 10 and 1 prior and one and five since did the 49ers break the Eagles, or do we feel it may be another reason for the Eagles not so fun, uh, but stunning collapse? And the reason I bring it up is obviously when they were 10 and 1, even we knew they weren't as good as their record, but they had some good wins in that they beaten Kansas, they beaten Miami, they beaten Buffalo, and since then, it's like we could be in agreement that the 10 and 1 record they won and they won ugly. For the bulk of those 10 wins. But this is just... They... Like last night was a mess. The Arizona game was a mess. You look at how things finished up. They probably should have... Like losing to Seattle has aged worse as, it, as it's gone on the last few weeks. You get losing to the Cowboys in Jerry World. You get losing to obviously San Francisco. But did San Francisco kind of break the eagles
2: yeah well nick bosa kind of famously said that he put the blueprint out there um and i think i alluded to the fact that it wasn't so much that the blueprint was for uh beating jalen hurts it was just more so the philadelphia eagles um because yep as you said at 10 and 1 we were saying week after week you know it's gonna they're gonna be so good when they they finally meshed together on both sides of the ball. Um, but that didn't happen, and it only got progressively worse from there. Um, I think we kept saying, you know, this team mightn't be able to do everything well at once, but they can do what they need to do to win. Um, but when, when the team stops winning, and they still don't look as if they're doing anything right on either side of the ball, you have to really ask yourself where like who's orchestrating this what is the coach mm. doing um mm. like the there's been questions about the offense all season long their dc defensive coordinator got benched for matt patricia who did run some good um defenses in in new england but that was years ago and he's done no he's had no successful ventures since um, like, I think that the question or the, the talent is unquestionably there on the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Jalen Hurts will face some criticism this season after some of his games and probably fairly so. Mm. Um, but I think if particularly last night, like last night was ugly, but it, it was so ugly.
1: that It's more the fact it was ugly early. If I if I told you the Eagles were taking off their starters before halftime, you would say, oh, obviously they had an unassailable lead and then they looked at the Cowboys game and they were like, well, look, we've won this one um, and we're not going to catch the Cowboys. They were taken off because the O-line was falling apart. The Jalen Hurts was getting smashed. Yeah. Um, and we were already done a few. we lost... DeAndre Swift, Swift prior to the game uh, with an illness. uh and then obviously AJ Brown injury on top of Devontae Smith not being fit to suit up uh, yeah look not good I think knowing how he is the man that he is um, we're a franchise who has moved off a Super Bowl been very coach.
2: proactive about cutting mm-hmm. dead weight early
1: Um, I think Monday evening I think just
2: to jump in on you Sasquatch my next point is about coach talk so we'll we'll bleed these in together yeah um, and we'll maybe touch on some of the teams at the tail end but go on
1: my final point was just on this was just that Monday night is the biggest game of Nick Sirianni's uh, career if if they lose and they can and they lose ugly like if it's like 20 points to seven he's gone his, his time in Philly's done if he loses and it's it's narrow and, and look there actually there seems to be some semblance of a tournament, then expect Philadelphia to be very aggressive at going after a promising offensive coordinator we, we like the draft can sometimes be hit and miss we've had some we've had a Jalen Rager we've had some good pickups we've had some bad pickups exceptionally good at recruiting coordinators we just lost two, two, two relatively decent ones um, Jury's still out on Gannon but I think the, I think the Jury's Steichen very much is, yeah. in and stiking. Um, so but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we throw significant bank at a promising coordinator
2: I think so too um, just another just a quick note before we we won't too eagle centric but um just a notice they they some players had rested fletcher cox didn't play he didn't have an injury designation he just rested so it 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 boggles my mind that some players were being rested and some players your aj browns your jalen hurts were kept in the game both of which left the game injured um like from from every aspect i think sirianni's failed this uh, this team, and a lot of people are probably smiling listening to this, saying, "Oh look, you went uh, eleven and five on the season, or eleven and six, whatever it is in the season. You're all doom and gloom." It's it's actually been one of the worst collapses, um, overseen by a coach, I've seen, probably ever. Um, but we'll move on there. I think we've made our feelings. <laughs> Very clear one team that why I brushed over earlier on because there's a bit of breaking news on that not really breaking now at this stage but it was the Atlanta Falcons Arthur Smith is out Um, I think that
1: message was sent at 12 one
2: yes I think it was (laughs) Eastern time Arthur Blank was fairly uh, anxious to get that done Um, I think that's a good thing for the Falcons like he was hired as a as a Offensive genius, and constant, constant mismanagement of the of the talent there, um, malpractice, misuse of of personnel. It was well, look
1: if you've a generational talent at tight end, why wouldn't you use him to block while you throw a slant or running back to fucking Johnny Smith?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, or an end around to yeah to Johnny Smith. Yeah, um, <laughs> it just boggles the mind. So I think that's a good good spot um, like if they get a decent head coach now with a good offensive mind which I think they'll be forced into to hiring an offensive based head coach and provided they can make a, a reasonable pickup at quarterback at Kirk Cousins perchance like that team could do a lot of damage um, okay, mm. it might not have a Justin Jefferson, but when you have a Drake London, a Kyle Pitts, and a B. John Robinson, and a couple of good uh, pieces on the O-line, that that team could do a bit of uh, damage, mm. particularly when they're fielding a, a top 10 defense, as they were this year. Mm. Not mm. a bad spot. Fair. Um, and then the other vacancy we may as well talk about is Ron Rivera, relieved of duties, not surprising at all. Um, probably another attractive job opening, high draft pick, plenty yeah. a cap room, new owners, owners.
1: The 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 BNME move from OC in Kansas to OC in the, in Washington never really sat right with me, and I wonder was the conversation had. Look, if next year's a disaster, you're. All we we already have the replacement for Ron in in the building. Um,
2: um I I I'm not sure about that though. I'm not, I'm not convinced it would be the right move.
1: Which absolutely is fine. Um, I just it's, I don't it's think it's wrong, funny. but I'm just
2: not convinced. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I think his absence in Kansas has been evidenced this year.
2: Yeah, true, very much so. He certainly is. Um, got that offensive pizzazz. Uh, just before we finish up just a, it was a coach I started um, criticizing a couple of weeks ago after listening to the Giants fans but the their O line coach Bobby Johnson's out of the, out of a job so that's I think every every coach I've criticized this year has, has lost their job maybe except for Dennis Allen now so when he goes, I think he's mm-hmm. much maligned himself to New Orleans now after his his incident with Arthur Smith and his team.
1: Uh, well, that was actually um, was actually Jay, uh, James Winston. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, interview footage. Just
2: anybody um, who missed it, uh, they they faked and kneel down at the end of the game, and scored a touchdown. Uh, Arthur Smith was furious. He came over shouting at De- Dennis Allen after the game. Um Dennis Allen knew nothing about it. He, uh, James Winston, was the one who actually audibled that play and. Got Jamal Williams his first touchdown of the year after leading the league in inter or in touchdowns last year.
1: Hmm. The other one, obviously, which is massively understated. And yes, yeah. From reports, there's a sit down meeting in the middle of next week. So I kind of feel like we could be talking about this next week, um, but it obviously it's Bill Balchick so
2: yeah we'll have to see what happens there um, in fact we'll be talking about him a little bit later on
1: exactly um, but look um, I'm, I'm very much on the trend of collapses uh, this week he's so dull so,
2: you're a delight yeah. to work with
1: yeah uh, the mayor of depression I think could be my, my new title uh collapse in Jacksonville, like it's too big of a storyline to kind of brush over. Uh, similar to Philly, they had a one and five run down uh the stretch, and that has seen the Jags go from division bolt-ons to missing the playoffs entirely. Just where will fingers be pointed and where should they be pointing? So uh, the reason I've said that is, is was from where I sit, I think Doug Peterson may come under. Significant amount of pressure. Um I personally would feel like maybe al Trey isn't uh all he's been crooks up to be. I mean in terms of like statement victories in his tenure, they're few and far between and even the ones that are kind of have that asterisk with them. Um the Chargers one is the is the only real one that springs to mind, and I look maybe I'm omitting a Week 16 game over the last few seasons, but it's few and far between. Yes, it's the Grays come back in the playoffs, but it was against the Chargers, and in particular, Mister Staley, who is no longer mm. in situ.
2: Yep, notable choker. Um, an
1: organisation that's famed for kind of choking
2: Trevor Lawrence will will shoulder some blame as this you know Prince that was promised this
0: Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HashtoRenew.com.
2: New proto-generational talent. And look, he's looked good at times, but he has not looked what he was built to be. Um, and that's fine. He will and should shoulder some of the blame. I know he's been playing hurt the last month or so. Um, but I think a lot of the pointing um, and finger-pointing will go to Doug Peterson and not even just him and his coaching himself. And we saw it in Philadelphia. He was appointed as head coach. He brought in his first choice of um, coordinators, Frank Reich, uh, Jim Schwartz. And after losing some of those coordinators, the replacements he brought in were not good. Um. So after his first choice, he relied on guys that he knew, and in Philadelphia as well as Jacksonville, uh, it's been Press Taylor. He, I think, he was passing game coordinator in Philadelphia, um, and he is now the offensive coordinator in Jacksonville. He was calling planes earlier in this uh, plays earlier in the season. Um, that um responsibility was relegated from him back to Doug. Um I think I think Press Taylor will be the, the first on the chopping block. Um I'm not sure whether Doug will will get the chop. My I'm leaning towards he probably won't. Um I think Shad Khan is maybe a touch more conservative in terms of you know using and abusing head coaches. Um so I'd say he's safe, but there probably will be a bit of, you know, culling around the edges, you know, with coordinators and and assistant coaches.
1: Fair. Um, yeah, I think the the buzz is just going to go just there. So, and those. So, Beautiful. I think. Let's
2: move on. We'll move on from AFC to NFC South. Baker Mayfield. Has he done enough this year to guarantee a starting job next year? I think I Scott Hansen did sort of point on, you know, he got to the playoffs. He's been on four teams in four years. Mm-hmm. Or four teams in three years. Anyway, some he's been on four teams. That's what I'm trying to say. And he's, he's gone from leading the Browns to the playoffs... He went to the Panthers. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, the yeah, the Browns. He's been to the Panthers. He's been to the Rams, and now he's on the Bucks, and he's led the Bucks to the playoffs. Um, like pretty satisfying for him. But you know, you I don't think you can say he alone is the reason the Bucks are in the playoffs. So, what do you think? Is he going to be around next year? Is he going
1: to be with the Bucks? I think he's deserved his spot next season look the the books still have an incredible amount of offensive defensive talented pieces from the Brady years but no one even in the Tampa organization would have predicted making the playoffs the year a year removed from Tom Brady and say what you want to with Baker and he is limited but he did a good job and he probably deserves to be week one star anyway Um what the the kind of plan long term is I don't know they've they've some pieces there like particularly Mike Evans and stuff like that that are starting to age out quite fast so they may as well Well the talk is that
2: Mike Evans won't be here next year Oh Um. I think I think they they couldn't come to a contract agreement and so the talk is that he'll be elsewhere next year
1: Which Look, okay. more than title, he's given enough to that organization certainly
2: is. Um, Bakers, he's had some good games. Um, he's like I, th- he has the potential. Like he had a game there with a perfect passer rating. He has it in him. He's a bit Carson Wentz in that he can really pull it out of the, the hat. I mean Carson Wentz in the twenty probably like twenty eighteen. 2019 Carson Wentz um okay. where he can play hero ball and it can go well for him and he can sort of really yeah. dig a look, team out of a hole
1: from all rep- look there's 32 jobs in the league and if you ranked every single quarterback that touched the ball this season he's probably somewhere in the high 20s to early 30s and that's fair to say anywhere between 25 and 32 he probably
2: I'd I'd maybe even say High teens
1: I I wouldn't put him High teens But Regardless We're both in agreement That he's deserving Of a starting job In the league Hmm. Tampa are in a Unique situation Where they probably Are gonna They probably need The quarterback To get them To the rebuild And that's kind of Where his career will be It means he'll make A lot of money It means like He'll always have a place Like worst case scenario He's a very good backup So Baker has another five plus years in the league.
2: Easy. Yeah, I don't think Baker is going to be a top 10 quarterback. But I think it is also, it's fair to point out that it is his fourth team um, in three or so years. It's his fourth offense that he's learned in those years. And another year under the belt um, with uh, Todd Bowles and the the oc there like he he could improve and he could maybe well you might concede that he might get into the high teens i might concede that he might get into the mid-teens
1: i don't think he'll improve
2: no not i, I think th- he's at it i don't I mean improve, but as he gets more y- you have to see that he might at least get more comfortable and fluent with the 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 offense though
1: he he might but the talent around him will regress and that's I I think his well it's it's job. hard I
2: I yeah the 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 talent as it stands now will regress mm. for the most part yeah. uh, Chris Godwin's fallen off a little bit and Mike Evans might be around but you can't account for who might be hired or brought in or or drafted.
1: I think when you're in that location of kind of like late teens through to early thirties in terms of like QB quarterbacks in the league. Your performance is heavily influenced by the players around you.
2: Yes, and I—I I, I know I said he can drag a team, but I do think for the most part he needs the pieces around him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, let, like, yeah. Let's not forget last season he walked in on a Thursday. Yeah. And for the Rams. Yeah. Four, he might have had a perfect cube again in that game, did he? He game went and drive anyway. Like three days in the organisation. So he, he can play. He'll be fine. Um, and I think he will be the book star quarterback week one next season. Barring some incredible free agency work. Mm. Um, mm. Which I don't see happening either. Fair play to you, there's Baker. there's too many hungry teams. Fair play to you, Baker. He'll be around for a while. Anyway. Uh, we bid farewell to 18 teams. 18
2: of them. Saying Say an hour. Look at
1: us. Next time we'll care about you is in 245 days, which is the next time we'll see Scott Hansen. In each conference, which side do we feel is most likely to be playing football a year on from this weekend? I said from next weekend, but this weekend coming. Who do we feel is most suited to come back into? Well the playoffs
2: maybe worth mentioning some of the low hanging fruit um, Joe Burrow and the Bengals easily could be here next next year um, like they did a fairly admirable job getting to nine and eight without Joe, Joe Burrow for the, the latter half of the season uh, I mean like the Jets went seven and ten after losing Aaron Rodgers four play, plays into the season very easily could be a playoff team Um Looking at some of the other AFC teams... the Raiders, Broncos, Chargers... I don't see much... Much life for those... Like the Chargers should be much better... Like... We should be saying... Justin Herbert... He can absolutely get them... But...
1: Uh, yeah... The Chargers are one of my picks... I, I think the Colts... The Colts... Like a full the season... Colts is, with Anthony Richardson... Fully expecting them... And look... Arguably we could have an incredible division next season in yes. the AFC South. Absolutely. Uh, if Trevor can bounce back, Trevor Lawrence, I know we've, we've slated him to begin the show, but if he can bounce back, the, the Titans could potentially be serviceable. Um, they
2: could be a scrappy, uh, certainly a scrappy team.
1: And then you have a year two of D'Amico Ryan and, and CJ Stroud, and then uh, the first full real year of Shane Steichen and, and Anthony Rich. Given they very unlucky not to make the playoffs without Anthony Richardson, I think a lot of the the NFC for me is a little yeah murkier.
2: It is a little bit. Um, the, um, the Seahawks might be. I mean, like they were almost guaranteed their playoff spot halfway through the season, um, mm. and and really lost out there. But I'm not convinced Geno Smith will be number one there. I'm pretty sure he's under contract, but I don't think he'll be going into that year comfortable. Like, yeah. it'll be a contract year for him. Um, The Cardinals, I don't see much, much um, room for optimism there. I'm mean, sure surely they could... I'm not sure about the Cardinals, to be honest. I'd need to see a, a, a nice bit of turnover on the off-season, bring in some talent, but like... Mm. John, Jonathan Gannon kind of surprised me I'm like they're not a, you know they only end up with four teams but they kind of played hard they looked good at times mm. um, Giants and Commanders I think Commanders are still going through that perennial rebuild um, I could be convinced that maybe the Giants might get back to the flirting with a wildcard spot
1: I guess too much questions of who's going to be on centre
2: um, I think the NFC South will still be ugly next year Duke and I between the Bucks Saints and Falcons uh, what could be interesting is whatever iteration we get of the Vikings and the Packers because you were high when we were talking about Jordan Love last week and he had a, a really good week mm. they could be interesting I think the Packers could be the NFC dark horse to make the playoffs next year yeah
1: yeah well look they, they've they've made the playoffs this year Um, the big big opportunity for me is the Falcons Um, we touched on they're not a million miles from everything going right for them and as you touched upon the NFC South someone has to win it so they're a big one for me Um, but moving on
2: Um, we talked a little bit about them earlier on but could be the end of an era, so we're just going to talk a little bit more about him. We're going to do our, our due diligence and just give our props to, to Mister William Belichick. Um, is he gonna, yeah. is he gonna coach next year? If he does, where's the best spot for him to realistically land, and chase Don Shula's all-time best winning record?
1: I think he should retire.
2: You're saying, don't, don't tarnish your legacy with you know going somewhere potentially having a couple of losing seasons yeah
1: effectively Bill Belichick has been so good for so long the league has entirely switched on its head it was defence orientated when he started that's why he was hyper successful and it is now completely offensively driven I think he's 71 he's obviously not going to change his coaching philosophies in an off season. So best case scenario he takes at least a season off, um, in which case he'll be seventy two. I I think it's just time to, to go down. I think there's too much fear for me that he would tarnish his legacy if it's not already tarnished. Let's be painfully honest, there's a lot of people who would who would rightly be fit to argue now that he was never a good coach it was all Tom Brady and that's what history can kind of do and retrospect can do um on people with a big as build
2: yeah it's um it's one of those questions that'll never be definitively answered like I still think he's well deserving of the accolade of best head coach of all time uh, even if he doesn't have that that record that the media sort of make out that he's chasing mm. um I think you can assign a value to every position on a football field, but coach and quarterback are multipliers mm. of, of those values. And I think the two, I think um, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady was a match made in heaven. Uh, like Tom Brady was was good enough that, you know, Tom Brady multiplied by Bruce Arians also resulted in the Super Bowl, but I I don't think mm-hmm. you can say that it was it was all Tom Brady. I think Bill Belichick had a huge part of it. Um, yeah. Okay, so you say
1: it, I, I think a fair bit also sits with um, Robert Kraft as well.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I think if he does go somewhere, you probably are looking towards a, a defensive oriented team. Um. Yeah. Maybe, maybe somewhere like the Bears that have kind of trended in that direction the last number. Well, it Matt Ibrahflus, but it was um, Matt Nagy before him, who was an offensive mind. So it's hard to know what direction they they will go. Um, I,
1: like you, you look at the, the open positions and you'd say LA, and I, I just don't think Bill would ever work on the West Coast. I think he, I think he likes the misery, to.
2: like Mrs. Doyle.
1: Yeah, He has to be in in kind of the Northeast. I think the yeah. the cold went like if Mike Tomlin was moving on, you'd say barf- Pittsburgh might be a slam dunk. If, if Robert Stansky, Sal-
2: no, not Robert. See, I think he'd suit New York, but I don't think he'd go to the Jets. I think if the, the Giants was opened, I think a bit of a history would- there. Yeah, I think he would jump at the chance of going to the Giants, though.
1: Yeah. Um, there's also a bit of history with Cleveland as well um, but look mm. they've they've a f- fantastic head coach in situ um, like all the kind of perfect spots for me are kind of filled I do think the Bears could move off Matt Eberflus. I don't think they will um,
2: I'm not sure it's it, it's so volatile um, sort of the kind of just the, the media landscape and fan landscape very one extreme to the other with him You know, kind of steady progression for a couple of weeks and then flopped last night or not last night but Sunday that Mm. that was last night actually at the time of Gordon anyway we'll see time flies when you're miserable which is
1: funny because the buzzer didn't go Um, but yeah look a nice quick one to to round us out tonight the matchups are set Cleveland Miami Pittsburgh Philly LA and Green Bay of the non-division winners, rank the likelihood of their progress, of the likelihood they progress to the next round. Let's go six sides mentioned. So let's go six to one, six being the least likely, one being the most likely. Hit me up. Okay. Maybe a little reason why.
2: Um, I will probably put six... I think I'm gonna put six. This is a tough toss-up. This is 50-50, and I'm gonna let the um, Blue January win, win over and wash over me. I'm gonna put Philadelphia sixth. There's nothing I've seen over the last six weeks that convinces me that they can put up an an adept offense. The defense has looked a shambles. They're they're averaging close to thirty points or allowing thirty points a game. Um, Jalen Hurts' fingers was it looked like a lightning bolt during the game. It was dislocated, dislocated, and had to be taped up. AJ Brown's knee is injured. Um, avoided an ACL, but I would be surprised if he went. Um, Devonta Smith Smith missed last game. Don't think he's a guaranteed cert to start next week. DeAndre Swift, um, sure I know he was he was ill or he sat out this week, yeah, but,
1: but that could be. Covid to swine flu, or mad cow disease. Could be no anything. one knows what the illness is.
2: Could be anything. Um, couple of injuries on on defense. Um, Reed Blankenship, Sydney Brown. It's it's just been a clusterfuck. I'll, I'll move on because I've five other teams to rank. I just I
1: personally I put them fifth.
2: Okay, well we might we might just be have a, a case where we flip around. We're just on opposite sides. I would have number five Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. So we just have those flipped. Uh, Just they're just sort of anemic everywhere for me. Like defense is good, but the offense just yeah, just a little bit weak for me. Um, I would probably put at number four probably Green Bay. I think Jordan Love Mm. has looked good, but there's still progression and consistency there that needs to be worked on. I think I'd actually probably put. Third, maybe, maybe, um, Cleveland. Um.
1: Okay, here's, here's another point where we disagree.
2: Okay, and um. I at LA? LA and third. Okay, look, I... These three teams are probably close for me. I think Cleveland's defence out of these six teams we're talking about is far and away the best. Um I just I think Joe Flacco is just very streaky. Um and I it's it
1: it's their opposition for me that has has me putting Cleveland in second. Um I just think rookie quarterback, first playoff fixture. Sure I know sure, it's at yeah. home. Not that Houston's a fortress.
2: Okay, sorry, yeah, I yeah, maybe I could see that yeah, you know, I was kind of just looking at each teams without even considering the matchups, yeah, I would probably take Cleveland over Houston rather than I would probably have the Rams um at number two in in my rankings, then um, in fact, I'll stick with mine because i'm i am i will just just for the argument's sake, um but i I hear you, I think the advantage is definitely there to Cleveland um. But I think the Rams are dangerous, I think, on offense. I think Stafford, Nakua. um, Sean McVay. Sean McVay, yeah. Like, On any day, could I coach anybody? Um, And then I do think Miami is... They'd be number one of those six teams for me.
1: Hi, guys. It's the Sasquatch here. Unfortunately, we did run into technical difficulties on the night and we're both tied up with other projects and just professional personal lives so we decided to end the episode here uh, and we'll be back next week with a full review of the wildcard round thank you and good night some people in the end zone right Joe? That's exactly right. I mean Get there's nobody then. inside the 10. Get back Here guys. it is. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Touch. Touchdown. No. No. The Cardinals have knocked the
2: Vikings out of the play.